Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, August 26, 2015, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is... An end has come. But before we get started, let us pray. Lord God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. Lord God, we ask that the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit be heavy in this place today to send out the word that you have prepared and ordained as time runs out on getting ready and being ready for that which is yet to come. Lord, we give you glory and honor and praise for all in Jesus' name, we ask, Lord, that the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate the minds and hearts and ears and eyes of those of your people to see and hear that which you have prepared and ordained for this hour. Lord Jesus, we thank you for taking our place on the cross, and we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, and look forward to your imminent return. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are around the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another mesmeric, mesmeric, how do you like that one, folks, episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we begin our show for today, my friends, many, many interesting things are beginning to take shape as we approach the much-talked-about four-month time span of September through December of this year called 2015. Take, for instance, this piece written by Matt Egan, writer for CNN Money's Investing Guide, posted at the close of the U.S. stock market trading day Tuesday, August 25, 2015, titled, more stock market craziness. 442-point Dow rally vanishes. Mr. Egan begins his piece by saying, Fear continues to rock the U.S. stock market as a 442-point surge for the Dow vanished at the end of the trading session Tuesday 
which, my friends, there again was August 25th, 2015. The latest sign, he says, in how anxious markets have become about the health of the global economy. Mr. Egan goes on to say, at the end of yet another wild day of trading, the Dow actually ended with a loss of 205 points as fears continued to mount over China's slowing economy and its contagion effect on the rest of the world. Just in the last six trading days, the Dow has lost a total of nearly 1,900 points, or 11%, says Mr. Egan. He then goes on to say that volatility remains elevated, signaling that more more turbulence may lie ahead. He then goes on to say, just look at the CNN Money's Fear and Greed Index, which is currently flashing extreme fear. Now, my friends, here's a little FYI for all of those of you who do not know what the CNN Money's Fear and Greed Index is all about. It is a gauge that records the, get this, emotion by which the market is being driven and is represented by a graphic of a round gauge with a green to red indicator wrapped around as in rainbow fashion across the top above some words going from right to left. Appearing on the right-hand side of the gauge are the words extreme greed and greed, noted by the number 100 at the edge of the red-green rainbow banner. At the center point of the gauge is the word neutral, noted by the word number 50, Then, as you begin to look left of the word neutral, you see the words fear and extreme fear, noted by a zero at the far left-hand side of the gauge. In other words, everything on this gauge is based on a scale between zero to 100, that which falls to the right in the green part of the gauge, which there again is either part of the extreme greed or greed section, are considered on this gauge to be very good or good, and means that the market is being driven by high emotions, ranging from 50 to 100 on the scale. Everything that falls to the left of the word neutral is part of the fear and extreme fear and falls into the red section, which indicates bad and very bad, and means that the market is being driven by a fight-or-flight mentality. So to sum it all up, the green, the greed, rather, to extreme greed, which is located on the right-hand side of the gauge, is indicated by green or go, and on the scale falls between 50 to 100, and equals a market that is being driven by a mindset to buy, 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 and to only sell if it will produce cash from a slow mover in the market that will in turn be spent on buying more of what is, whatever, my friends, is a mover in that market, which will ultimately produce bigger and bigger gains and returns. The left-hand side of the gauge marked with the words fear to extreme fear indicated by red or stop on the scale falls between 50 to zero means that the market is being driven by panic or a mindset that is saying sell, sell, sell. Get as much money of your money, that is, my friends, out of the market as quickly as possible before it 
all vaporizes into thin air. As it did on Monday in Black Monday, $1.2 billion, my friends. Which brings us, my friends, back to the fact that Mr. Egan stated that the CNN Money's Fear and Greed Index is flashing extreme fear. The part that he really didn't bother to go into is that on that scale of zero being global financial and stock market meltdown versus 100 on the scale being a very strong market making people lots and lots of money, the gauge at this moment is sitting at three under the heading of extreme fear, indicating a soon coming or, in other words, imminent, shall we say, stock market crash of biblical proportions. At this point in the article, my friends, it was as well shared that there's still fear around the edges, says Mr. Egan. Furthermore, it was said by a contributor to the article that you need some signs that the market is stabilizing to reassure people it's not going to roll off a cliff roll off, my friends, the edge of a cliff and go tumbling down further, said Bruce McCain, chief investment strategist for Key Private Bank. Now, with that said, my friends, it does appear that some in high places do feel that it is taking, that all that is taking place, my friends, at this very moment is possibly going to roll off the edge of a cliff and go tumbling down further. And serves as the segue to our next piece, which was found posted in the UK Independence, Independent this past Monday, August 24, 2015, there again, a.k.a. known as Black Monday 2015, which was titled Stock Up on Canned Foods for Stock Market Crash, warns former Gordon Brown advisor. Damien McBride said a coming economic crisis would be worse than the 2008 recession. A former advisor to Gordon Brown has urged people to stock up on canned goods and bottled water as stock markets around the world slide. Damien McBride appears to suggest that the stock market dip could lead to civil disorder or other situations where it would be unreasonable for someone to um, leave the house. Advice, he says, on the looming crash. Number one, get hard cash in a safe place now. Don't assume banks and cash points will be open or bank cards will work, he tweeted. Crash advice number two. Do you have enough bottled water? Tinned goods? I guess that's what they say They say in England for canned goods. And other essentials at home, he says. To live a month indoors? He says, if not, get shopping. Crash advice number three. Agree on a rallying point where you and your loved ones can transport where you and your loved ones, my friends, can meet in case transportation and communication gets cut off. Somewhere you can all head together. Mr. McBride credited his former boss, Gordon Brown, with preventing cataclysm by nationalizing. Get this, my friends. 
nationalizing the bank system during the 2008 crash, of which, my friends, is a brainwashed way of pointing out the fact that the banks in the UK were, by being nationalized, in reality, handed over to complete government control, which only a brainwashed person and society could and would most likely think was a good thing. But that's what the Hegel principle produces. Continuing on, Mr. McBride as well says that we were close enough in 2008 if the bank bailouts hadn't worked, he said. And what's coming is on 20 times the scale. Oh, my goodness. He's telling us it's 20 times worse, in his opinion, of what's coming. This is a person in a high place who was an advisor, who was an advisor, who was an advisor to the prime minister of the UK, my friends. He goes on to say financial markets are unstable and periodically suffer crises, which can cause or have rather devastating consequences for the wider economy. My friends, these are veiled messages. The Shanghai Composite Index, China's most important stock market, Index was down 8.45%, he says, erasing a year's gains in a day's trading. The FTSE 100, which is out of England, uh, fell 4.5%, he says, hopping 50, or shall we say, $60 billion off the price of the UK shares. And the Dow Jones in the US fell by over a thousand points in its first minute of training, trading. And that was Monday, my friends, Black Monday, 2015. He goes on to say some analysts have suggested that the stock market slide could be the start of a new global financial crisis. You think? I think so, my friends. Mr. McBride suggests, and Mr. Bright, Mr. McBride's suggestions, my friends, about stocking up on canned goods Setting rallying points and stocking up on bottled water were, re- were ridiculed, my friends, by some users on Twitter. But aren't, isn't that what they're good at? As, over, as being over the top. Hmm. I think he's uh, trying to send us a different message. However, Mr. McBride was a special advisor, there again, to Prime Minister Gordon Brown and head of communications of the Treasury for a period during the last Labor government, which, my friends, brings me back to my thought that he just may be implying that he has some information available to him that we may not be privy to which stands to prove that he may just be trying to do us a favor by sharing this information with us. And you know what, my friends? On that thought-provoking note, I'll be right back after the break to share more urgent news on the time that we now find ourselves living in here at 11.59 and split seconds, just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is none other than Jesus Christ, who is as well known as the bridegroom that will soon return for his bride.
is our awesome God. He's holy, 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 high and lifted up by us. That is the way it's supposed to be. Now, my friends, it is time to pay close attention because the next few pieces that I have to share are going to be vitally important to you. The first of which is titled, First Time in 33 Years, a New World Reserve Currency is Coming. Posted by Dr. Steve Simarud on his website called Daily Wealth. Monday, May 11th, 2015, of which Dr. Simarud begins by saying, dramatic changes are coming to the world's monetary system this October. Did you notice no one's really talking about this, my friends? One of the most powerful organizations on earth will make an official announcement And it will likely kick off one of the largest transfers of money out of the U.S. dollars in our lifetime. For the first time in 33 years, a new currency will likely get reserve currency status. Joining the four other world reserve currencies, we've heard surprisingly, he says little about this in the press, That gives us an investment opportunity. My friends, he runs his website called Daily Wealth. So we do know that he has some skin, as Donald Trump likes to talk about, in the game. Rarely, he says, do we know the exact time for a major event in the financial markets. But this time, the dates are in place. We can get our money positioned early ahead of the big announcement and getting in early gives us the potential to make the biggest gains for what's coming. Now, my friends, that's his sentiment, not mine. I'm sharing this for different reasons. He goes on to say billions of dollars will move into this currency when it achieves reserve currency status. And that, my friends, would be the reason for me sharing this article. The likely loser in this will be the U.S. dollar, he says, as governments diversify a percentage of their currency reserves out of the dollar and into this currency. The trade is obvious. Act now and get some of your money out of the U.S. dollar and into this currency before it goes up in value as billions of dollars move into it, says Dr. Seema Rood. I've found the safest and best way to set yourself up to profit, he says. I urged my True Wealth subscribers to take advantage of this opportunity. We're likely about to see the most important currency event of the next decade, at least. He says, let me explain. For decades, the U.S. dollar has regained supreme, has reigned supreme as the world's leading reserve currency. Reserve currency status is not only an honor and a privilege, it is also, as he put it, a heck of a good deal for the country that has it. A reserve currency is money used in international payments and the money held by governments for rainy days. 
the benefits of being a country with a reserve currency are greater than you might imagine, he says. For example, the U.S. dollar is the world's most popular reserve currency. It's the main money used in most international transactions, says Dr. Seema Rood. My friends, that is quickly changing. And when I brought you a show a half a year ago called something about the petrodollar, that one you need to go back to and see how China and Russia were beginning to pull away America's resources in the form of central banks turning to Russia and China for their needs and going away from our dollar. Continuing on, Mr. Uh, Dr. Rather, Seema Rood says that means America is the only country in the world that does not have to pay for its imports in a foreign currency. Unlike other countries, we can simply print more and more money whenever we need to, which has gotten us to where we are today, my friends, on the verge of collapse. He continues on by saying, even when the U.S. is not involved in a trade, our U.S. dollars usually are. And that in turn helps to support the value of the dollar and our U.S. economy. Because the U.S. dollar is the dominant reserve currency, countries and businesses around the world must purchase our dollars to execute their trades. If a country needs oil, wheat, or gold, all of which are typically priced in dollars, he says, it must first make sure that it owns enough U.S. currency to make the purchases. My friends, that is quickly changing because China and Russia and many big nations have decided to do uh, cross-border type trading between their own money. Moving on, he says, other countries have to have billions of U.S. dollars in the bank simply to settle trades with each other. As I said, that has been changing since 2012, my friends. He continues by saying only a couple of other currencies like the euro and the Japanese yen and the British pound have this special reserve currency status with the International Monetary Fund, or IMF. The IMF is the world's unelected government, according to the Brookings Institute institution, among other things, the IMF holds the special power to dictate what currencies are the world's reserve currencies. Dr. Seema Rood then says, here's the currency breakdown of the IMF Special Drawing Rights, or SDR, reserve currency basket. The U.S. dollar holds 41.9%. Euro, Euro holds 37.4%. Japanese yen holds 9.4%. And British pound holds 11.3%. This basket will definitely change this October, says Dr. Simarud, if things go as they should. For the first time in 33 years, a new currency will be added to the short list of world reserve currencies. When this happens, billions of dollars will move out of the U.S. dollar and into this currency. Dr. Simarud ends by saying, and that will be just the start. My friends, moving ahead to Tuesday, May 12th, 2015, we are once again given by Dr. Steve Simarud 
another glimpse of the soon coming October announcement that he states will most likely be made by the IMF concerning a new world, a new world. I love that. A new world reserve currency, which is found in an article he posted to his website, Daily Wealth, titled What to Expect from This Upcoming Once-in-a-Lifetime Financial Event, where Dr. Simarud begins by saying, as I told you yesterday, a new currency will likely get currency or reserve currency status this October. Joining the four other world reserve currencies, in a decade or two, this newly added currency will likely challenge the euro for the number two spot. Our position, my friends, and you know, I have to say to that right there, my friends, uh, in, a, in, in just a blink of an eye, we may not have this kind of a system at all anymore. There's a thing called the mark of the beast, which is coming and coming very soon. With that said, among reserve currencies, uh, they may try to challenge uh, the euro in the coming days for this position, uh, number two position. And in the long run, Dr. Simarud says it could potentially take over the U.S. dollar's role as the top reserve currency. Like I said, this October's announcement is a significant event. So how do we know that this event will likely take place in October, says Dr. Simarud? Because that when the International Monetary Fund, he says, my friends, that is when the International Monetary Fund, or the IMF, will announce the results of its meeting about the world reserve currency system. Twice a decade, the IMF executive board meets to reassess the makeup of its basket of reserve currencies. The next five-year meeting is this June, which was this past June, 2015. And... The results of that meeting will be announced in October, says Dr. Simarud. We haven't seen a major change to the reserve currency system in more than 33 years, but this October, the world will likely learn about a new reserve currency. Dr. Simarud says, you may have guessed that I'm talking about China's currency, the renminbi, or my friends, the yuan, whatever you choose. It's the same currency. China is the world's second largest economy, Mr. Dr. Samarud says, and it could be the world's largest economy within 15 years. The country certainly deserves a seat at the grown-up's table, says Dr. Samarud. That's not what I would say, my friends. China has asked to be included as part of the IMF Special Drawing Rights, or SDR, reserve currency basket. Dr. Simarud then says, in my opinion, this June, the IMF should grant China's currency entry as a part of the SDR. The entire world gets it. Germany and the UK, for example, have been downright enthusiastic about China joining the IMF's SDR currency basket. However, he says, the U.S. is being embarrassingly ornery about this situation. I wonder why, my friends. 
China owns us. I mean, that's a problem in itself. And then we don't want them overtaking us because we will become a third world country, which is on the way. Dr. Simarud continues by saying the U.S. has cited a number of technical reasons why the Remembi shouldn't become part of the SDR. In March, U.S. U.S. Treasury Secretary Jack Lew visited China and then said China was, quote, unquote, not ready for reserve currency status. The U.S. can seriously stand in China's way. I don't really think so, my friends. They own us. But we'll see what the rest of the story says. It has the majority of the IMF votes, Dr. Simarud says. So it's possible that the U.S. could block China's request to have its currency included as part of the IMF's SDR. But looking at the longer term, it'll be hard It will be hard for the U.S. to hold off China, which should become the world's largest economy soon, says Dr. Simarud. I am not being unpatriotic. I'm just stating a fact. There again, says Dr. Simarud. Then he goes on to say, and China's currency is already, now my friends, this is truth unofficially a reserve currency in many places. At least, he says, 40 governments, central banks, have invested in the Romimbi, or the Yuan, whatever you like to call it, and more are planning on doing so, he says, according to British Bank Standard Chartered. More than 10,000 financial institutions already do business in the Ramimbi or the Yuan, my friends. In short, says Dr. Simarud, it's happening whether the U.S. government wants it to or not. So some sort of deal will likely be worked out between China and the U.S. to give China the currency status it wants. I expect that's the news we'll hear this October, despite what the U.S. is saying today, says Dr. Simarud. Surprisingly, most investors haven't bought the Remembi yet, and that means we can act now to set ourselves up to profit. My friends, don't believe everything you hear or read, okay? And do be cautious and always take everything to the Lord before you do anything crazy, okay? My friends, there is... Something about to take place within the global scene concerning the financial system and major world currencies, but it as well includes a whole lot of how the rule of government around the world will be done as well. With that said, I do not know if anything will work out as the powers that be think they have planned it to work. But what I do know is whatever they are sharing with us openly, what really ends up happening will be much worse than what they have shared. For if they told us the truth about what is really coming, 
there would be a worldwide uprising such as never seen since man began to dwell upon the face of this earth. For the overall ultimate plan is to bring the entire world into bondage. By way of a new world order consisting of a one world government, one world currency, which will eventually be the mark of the beast, my friends, which is something you don't even want to be here for. But if you were here, if you took it, you would be doomed from eternal life for eternity. My friends, you would be cut off and never have the opportunity to receive eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. So keep that in mind. A one world currency is on the way. And as well, a one world religious system is just about to be exposed, my friends. And, you know, within the next four months, I wouldn't doubt that in essence, the new world order, one world government, one world currency, and one world religion or religious system will be somewhat exposed, if not clearly exposed. But it will only be seen by those who have eyes to see with and ears to hear with in the spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit. For the rest of the world, it will be foolishness to them, and they will go by, and in the end, they will suffer and die because of it. My friends, I have shared with you many times that the Lord God late last year, 2014, as he has at the end of the year for the past 12 years and counting, hopefully, shared with me his mandate for not only America, but the world at large for the year that we now find ourselves three quarters of the way through. And that mandate is that the year 2015 is to be a year of judgment. My friends, the year is not over and is in this last season, beginning in September 2015 through December of 2015, is by the hand of the Lord God slated for judgment. With that said, I would now like to share with you a prophecy that was given to a lady named Glenda Linkus that I found posted on a site called z3news.com and was dated August 23rd, 2015, titled America, the days left for you are numbered, of which began thusly. Word received July 24th, 2015. Oh, America, America, the nation once so bright for my name. You have sealed your fate with your wicked ways and the days left for you are numbered. Then horror shall fill your streets. The dead will outnumber the living and the sounds of war will fill the ears of your people. As you have trampled over others, so shall your enemies now trample over you. Your people shall rummage for food where once it was abundant. They will thirst for pure water because they have rejected me, the living water. They shall cry for mercy but find none as they have shown none to my people. 
Prepare to meet your fate, America. You have been weighed and found wanting. Your reign of power has come to its end. Daniel chapter 5, verses 25 through 28. And this is the writing that was written. Meme, meme, tekel, you farsin. This is the interpretation of the thing. Meme, God has numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekel, thou art weighed in the balances and are found wanting. Peres, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 5. Thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me and have walked after vanity and are become vain? Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and have hewn out cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold no water. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 19 through 22. Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and that my fear is not in thee, saith the Lord God of hosts. For of old time I have broken thy yoke and burst thy bands, and thou sayest, I will not transgress. When upon every hill and under every green tree thou wonderest playing the harlot. Yet I have planted thee a noble vine, wholly a right seed. How then art thou turned unto this degenerate plant? Of a strange vine unto me. For though thou wash thee with nitre and take thee much soap, yet thine iniquity is marked before me, saith the Lord God. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 29. Shall I not visit for these things, saith the Lord? Shall I not, shall my Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? This now, my friends, brings us to the word that the Lord God has given me to present to all of you here today for such a time as this and is found in Ezekiel chapter 7 verses 1 through 19 where where my friends I as well must put you in remembrance of the fact, as it is for Israel, so is it for America, as well as the world at large. Now, my friends, for the word that was once given by the mouth of God, penned by the hand of the prophet Ezekiel, and was still and still is to be heard by the ears of all mankind, and is thusly set forth. 
Moreover, the word of the Lord God came unto me, saying, Also thou son of man, saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord God, unto the land of Israel, an end, the end is come upon the four corners of the land. Now is the end come upon thee, and I will send mine anger upon thee, and I will judge thee according to thy ways, and I will recompense upon thee all thy abominations. And my eyes shall not spare thee, neither will I have pity. But I will recompense thy ways upon thee, and thine abomination shall be in the midst of thee, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, an evil and only evil, behold, is come, an end is come, the end is come. It watcheth for thee, behold, it is come. The morning is come unto thee, O thou that dwellest in the land, and the time is come. The day of trouble is near, and not the sounding again of the mountains. Now will I shortly pour out my fury upon thee. Now will I shortly pour out my fury upon thee. Do you hear me, America? The Lord God is saying, now will I shortly pour out my fury upon thee and accomplish mine anger upon thee. And I will judge thee according to thy ways and will recompense thee for all thine abominations. And mine eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity. I I will recompense thee according to thy ways, your ways, and thy and thine abominations that are in the midst of thee, and ye shall know that I am the Lord that smiteth. Behold the day, behold it is come, the morning is gone forth, the rod has blossomed, pride has budded, violence is risen up into a rod of wickedness. None of them shall remain, nor of their multitude, nor of any of theirs, neither shall there be wailing for them. The time is come, the day draweth near. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourneth, for wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. For the seller shall not return to that which is sold, although they are yet alive. For the vision is touching the whole multitude thereof, which shall not return, neither shall any strengthen himself in the iniquity of his life. They have blown the trumpet even to make all ready, but none goeth to the battle. For my wrath is upon all the multitude thereof, says the Lord God. The sword is without and the pestilence and famine within. He that is in the field shall die with the sword. And he that is in the city, famine and pestilence shall devour him. But they that escape of them shall escape. In the rapture, my friends. And in that hiding place during the time of Jacob's trouble for those that are still here of the Jewish people in Israel, my friends, in Petra, they will hide, be hidden by the Lord and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valleys, all of them mourning every one for their iniquity. All hands shall be feeble and all knees shall be weak as water. They shall also gird themselves with sackcloth and horror and cover horror shall cover them. And shame shall be upon all faces and baldness upon all their heads. They shall cast their silver in the streets and their gold shall be removed. 
Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord God. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. My friends, we pick up once again in Ezekiel chapter 7, verses 23 through 27, where the Lord God states that the people should make a chain for the land is full of bloody crimes and the city is full of violence. Wherefore, I will bring the worst of them. Have you? And can you say ISIS, my friends? I will bring the worst of the heathen and they shall possess their houses. And I will also make the pomp of the strong to cease, and their holy places shall be defiled. Destruction cometh, and they shall seek peace, and there shall be none. Mischief shall come upon mischief, and rumor shall be upon rumor. Then shall they seek a vision of the prophet, but the law shall perish from the priest. The word of God, my friends, is not being preached by our preachers today for the most part in this land. And the counsel from the ancients which is the power of the Holy Spirit bringing the word of God through these people has gone dormant at this time for most. Verse 27 says, The king shall mourn, and the prince shall be clothed with desolation, and the hands of the people of the land shall be troubled. I will do unto them after their ways and according to their deserts. Will I judge them, and they shall know that I am the Lord. My friends, the Lord God has promised judgment in this year of 2015. With that said, I just want you to know that the Lord, by his own word, has stated that he is not slack in the delivering of his promises. And for that reason, he has sent me here today to compel you to come out of the world, to come out of the false religious systems that you are now practicing and setting in, and to into his word, my friends, into his living word, who is Jesus Christ, and his written word, which is the Bible, his blessings and his healings. Come into his grace, his mercy, love, and his salvation, which comes with the promise of eternal life and can only be attained through his one and only begotten son, who is none other than Jesus Christ. My friends, here, just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior, who is there again, Jesus Christ, in the rapture of his bride, which consists of all those who are ready, watching, waiting, and who are at the same time looking for his soon return. But at the same time, my friends, There are those who do not believe he will return. For they have been blinded by the prince of darkness of this present world, who is Satan, to believe that, my friends, to believe that, and will in the end miss out on eternal life. In 2 Peter chapter 3, or 2 Peter 3, my friends, Peter writes, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both 
which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, that there shall come in the last days, my friends, scoffers walking after their own lusts, the Bible says, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this, my friends, the word of God says, they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water, perished. Do you know what that word right there just said to you? That those who first coined that phrase were those who died in the flood of Noah, my friends. And the Lord has this to say, continuing forward, but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will, as the word of God says here, come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought ye to be in holy conversation and godliness looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with reverent heat nevertheless Peter says we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ my friends and nothing less Wherefore, Peter says, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. And account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation or your way of escape, my friends, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him by the power of the Holy Spirit, my friends, has written unto you as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable wrestle as they do with the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ 
To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. My friends, it is not enough to say that you're a Christian or to say that God loves you just the way you are as you continue to live in your sins. Because, my friends, the Lord God did not allow his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ, to die a horrific death and to shed his precious and holy blood upon the cross of Calvary in the taking of yours and my place upon that cross for us to think for one moment that we are going to enter into his eternal kingdom without serving his son Jesus in the way that he set down in his word and has required. In John chapter 3, verses 34 through 36, John states, beginning in verse 34, For he whom God has sent speaketh the word of God, for God has not the Spirit given him the Spirit by measure, has not given unto him the Spirit by measure. The Lord and Father God loveth the Son and has given all things into his hands. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, said John. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. Going back for a moment to Psalms chapter 2, we find verse 12 that says, Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are they that put their trust in him. Romans chapter 1 verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Romans chapter 5 verses 8 and 9. But God commandeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. Ephesians chapter five, verses six and seven. Let no man deceive you with vain words for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. First Thessalonians chapter 10 Verses, First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10, and to wait for him, to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 through 11, for God has not appointed us to wrath. My friends, that's why there is no such thing as a post-trib Rapture, because the second three and a half years of the time of tribulation is the outpouring of the unfettered wrath of God. And God is not a liar, because in First Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at verse 9, God says, He has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how much plainer it can be made to you. Number 10 who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together 
and edify one another, even as also ye do. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles, or various kinds of miracles, my friends, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his will. Revelation chapter 6, verses 15 through 17. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said unto the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us! And hide us from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for great for the great day of his wrath is come. And who shall be able to stand? And with that said, my friends, if you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ, today is your day. The Lord says today is the day of salvation. And my friends, you may not have tomorrow. Look at the people who were on the news this morning doing a, a happy, happy interview at a water park and shot dead. And they weren't even 30 years old, my friends. Today is the day of salvation. My friends, if you are off the track, look at all these people that just got exposed on this uh, sex site. Billions and billions of people, billions and billions of marriages have been wrecked. Many people are committing suicide. They've committed financial suicide. They've done everything through this revealing. The Lord said that everything that is done in secret will be revealed in the end. And I am telling you, that really speaks volumes in the time that we now find ourselves living in. And with that said, my friends, let me pray for you today that you will Bow your knee before the Lord God and give your life over to him. Dear Lord God, we humbly come before your throne today. And Lord, I ask for all those who are listening to the program that they will know that they are sinners, that you will make it real to them by the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit. You will break their hearts to know that they are offending you in every way and that they must serve and love your one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, I ask that those that are yours would come to you today and ask you to forgive them of their sins. And I know, Lord Jesus, that you are faithful and true to forgive them of the sins. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would guide them and lead them into all truth and righteousness and bring all things to their remembrance as they begin to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for themselves. For our time is short, and today is the day of salvation. Lord God, Lord Jesus, and the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit, I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. Thank you once again for tuning in today for Streams in the Desert Live, internet radio broadcast here on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Folks, don't forget to visit streamsaz.org daily on the web for updates on prophetic news from around the world. And stay connected with me via social media and Twitter by visiting the Streams in the Desert Live landing page at starworldwidenetworks.com, Streams in the Desert Live. But actually put a forward slash in the middle of that, will you? 
This is Pastor Dana saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord, Master, Savior, soon coming King and Messiah. Yours too, I hope. And until we meet again next Wednesday at 3.55 p.m. for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. And give thee peace, which only comes by way of a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ. Until we meet again, shalom, shalom. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on DoubleWideNetwork.com, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page which can be easily located on the DoubleWideNetwork.com Streams in the Desert Live landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?